I really have no idea, Atherton. You must have some notion about this passage. My dear fellow, despite a vague interest in literature, I am hardly reading for it. Why don't you ask the milksop? De Berg, I would appreciate it if you did not refer to Worsley in that manner. We are friends, after all. <laughs> I don't suppose you know anything about splitting atoms? They only worked that out last year. How could it be in an exam already? Year before last, actually. I'm rather afraid the uh, prof is progressive like that. Bad luck. Personally, I find it all fascinating. You would. Don't you ever worry about the implications? It's for you lot to worry about with philosophy and all that rot. <laughs> Despite your protestations to the contrary, I happen to have seen you debating Plato only yesterday. An isolated example. Westbrook had a letter from home, and, and things are rather poorly there. I happen to have studied some of the effects of dust storms in that area. Ah, he told me about that. Good thing his family hasn't been in the path of one yet. But half of Texas is practically a desert. Completely devastated. Indeed, although I do think it was due to their agricultural practices in some degree. De Berg, you think like an engineer. Not a human being. What about the homeless, starving refugees of the Dust Bowl? I am an engineer. And it is far better use of my time to discover how to prevent such disasters than to attempt to... Oh, I suppose you're right. As usual. I'll catch up to you later. Cheerio! Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Maudlin Series 2, Episode 11, Fire and Ice. With the irradiation of the proton from radon and beryllium... What the... Oh! Help! I say help! Help! I say help! (coughs) (coughs) If it weren't for that bit of moss to catch hold of, I'd be done for. How did a whirlpool end up in the middle of the path? It makes no sense! I am terribly sorry. But I am glad I could reach you in time. Hello? It was odd. There's no one about. What about a tiny bit of gratitude, young man? After all, I did save you. And by the way, that was my hair you pulled. So it wasn't exactly a fun experience for either of us. A tree who speaks... Allow me to reveal myself in a slightly different light. Either I'm mad, or I've seen a dryad. I do not know what a dryad is, but you are not mad. Although you have been drier. (laughs) Oh yes, quite droll. If you aren't a dryad and I'm not seeing things... Which, if I am, I have impeccable taste in women. I am called Gildepthus. Which in your tongue is Lady Hanging Hair. So your hair was the moss. 
must have been excruciating and painful. I, I had no idea. My dear boy, you were drowning. A trifling hurt is a small price to pay to save your life. Well, I do not know what to say, madame. Thank you. Very much so. How may I be of service to you? At least mortals still have their manners. One of the reasons I have always admired and protected your kind. Though I have succoured many an ungrateful man from the clutches of Kegel Debkis. I am no linguist. That would be upside down place, would it not? Worsley. Whatever happened to you? Blimey, what was that whirlpool doing there? I could have fallen in. We wouldn't want that. <coughs> the whirlpool moved. Worsley. I cannot see him. Oh boy! Hand me the branch. Worsley, if you can hear me, take hold of this. All right, Worsley. <laughs> what do you think? That you're breathing, which is rather important. That bloody thing moved. I think we should leave before it attacks again. I'm all for that. We're trapped! Stay calm, I'm, I'm certain there's a scientific explanation for this. You don't understand the Berg. This college is some sort of mythological thin place where anything can happen. We've seen dragons and banshees and... Even if that were true, this is hardly a dragon. It's a whirlpool and water is not alive. And who are you to define what is living? Ah! If this is a trick... I am Kegi Ihil Depgisk. Many travelers have I enveloped, drinking the sweetness of their life and crushing their bones. I see. In, in, in that case, you must be rather overfed and we'll just be on our way then. Fool! You think I do this merely for my own satisfaction? You forget the pleasure of the kill. Watching your victim's eyes gloss over with defeat. May not like Worsley, but there's no need to insult him like that. My eyes aren't glossy. True. What's an adjective for abject terror? Enough! There is nowhere to run where I cannot overtake you. That's what you think. We'll fight you to the end. Worsley! So go home, you pathetic bit of water. I don't think... That was a good idea, Worsley. It... That was a trifle close, I must say. What did you do? Nothing. I knew it would be departing soon enough. There you are, Worsley. I have been searching all over. De Berg, why are you covered with mud? Saving your friend here from drowning. Drowning? Never mind. Come on, Atherton. Wait. How could you be... Worsley! I rather wonder if these queer events are all real. Perhaps it was a dream. I fell in the mud, hit my head, imagined the lot. That must be it. Oh! 
I told you before, I am very much alive. This way, young man. Take my hand. was. I could breathe in the water and we swam together. Where are we? Under the river, in the depths of my watery palace constructed of pure sunlight, hardened to jewel, and a garden of every plant on the earth. So I will surmise it is rather a large palace. This is the chamber of feasting. Seats of moss and bark with open light of the green world outside. How lovely. Is that a river otter outside the glass? <laughs> yes. Our playful little friends come here often. They have begun to arrive. For a feast? Of sorts. I have decided it is time we put a stop to Kegel Depgeek's murdering ways. You shall represent the mortals in this hunt. Many shall attend. All the coastal powers. I'm honored, but hardly a likely candidate. What exactly is a coastal power? Ice, ocean, wind, forest fire, and others. Kind friends and companions, come join me in rhyme. Come and lift up your voices in chorus with mine. Come and lift up your voices, all grief to refrain. For we may and might never all meet here again. I have watched many immortal perish to the whirlpool and have been unable to save as many as I should like. Stand, Deberg, and tell this company of your experience. <clears throat> I, I was not expecting that, that is to say, <clears throat> I observed a, a large whirlpool open approximately four inches from my feet just as I stepped into its waiting clutches and, oh, um, I, I, I didn't mean to be poetic there. The long, the long and short of it was that I was being pulled relentlessly and steadily down and I felt this lovely lady here as she leaned into a me. Despite this, the whirlpool moved to prey upon another mortal and then it threatened us with death merely for its own pleasure. If indeed water can be said to be male or female, I know this must seem outrageous since Water cannot move of its own accord without gravity or some other external force. However, it... They believe you. Now, you have heard my words and that of this mortal. What is to be done? We must banish Kegel Depkis. This cannot continue. I agree with Brother Ice. We should not destroy him, but we must end his reign of terror. Then we are as one in mind. All here will agree to restrain him. Thank you. I still wonder if this is some fair dream. I have entered your world once before, and I assure you, it is not. Many hunting seasons have passed since then, but I remember this place. Modelen, is it not called? Yes. Your towers are beautiful and people kindly. If I am not mistaken, you will see others that are not native to your world and beyond mortal comprehension. I will seek to understand. <laughs> I envy you not in your task. Let us return to the surface, that I may glimpse the towers once more before I depart. Come.
I must see you about this paper of yours later. It has created quite a stir in some circles, and there is talk of... Oh, good day, madam. Good morrow, Gordon. Odd. She looks almost familiar. Do see me, de Burr. Make an appointment any time you like. I saw him when he was of your years. He knew about you. And this mythological rift... As it were. Alas, he does not. He closes himself to it, unwilling to accept. Do not become as he is. And so I must say farewell. I cannot scientifically explain her. And yet, it must have taken place. Either that, or I've gone quite mad. when I realised she'd died before completing it. Imagine leaving us in that state. Oh yes, that was rather inconsiderate of her to die before writing the last chapter of Wives and Daughters. Precisely what I thought. Honestly, some authors. As if Turandot wasn't bad enough. May I have a word? No. Yes. Surely we can bear to hear one word. Whatever could it be? What is one word to describe you, Worsley? I believe you. Pardon? That was three words. Well, what was a pronoun. Does that count? That wrote about mythological creatures and so forth. You were telling the truth. And I'm sorry for being such a wet blanket earlier. You know about all this? Now that I do, you, you might as well bear all. You'd better sit down. Why must he know? We could hardly have kept it a secret forever. After all, Colchester has not been very helpful. He knew. And seeing as you're his friend and all, I shan't be party to this. I may require some assistance in running some experiments. You simply must understand this phenomenon. Why? Don't tell me you haven't wondered. Not particularly. Do you think it could be an excitement of particles in the quantum phone layer causing multiple realities to go... Deberg! Do stop! Can we please keep to reality? Which at this college apparently means Aphrodite could walk through that door. There, there, my little darling. That is No, indeed. How do we know? Believe me, I would recognize her. She was here? <sighs> In this very pub. 
I'm afraid Worsley won't be too keen on your knowing about these myths appearing. We're fairly adept at keeping out of each other's way. Shouldn't be a problem. Colchester will not take kindly to my assisting you either. Why don't you just drop him? Nonsense. You see only his worst side. He may appear full of arrogance to outsiders, but I assure you he is not. At heart, he is terrified of letting down his family name. Years ago, his father was plucked twice and finally gave up, sending them into disgrace. This is his only chance to redeem them, and his father depends upon it. Worsley is his only competition, really, and he rather does, and he does rather take every opportunity to eliminate him. You must admit your friend makes it rather easy. There are certain deeds I cannot forgive Colchester for. I know. I see that from your point of view, and I try to curb such displays. I do agree you must be a good influence. That is to say, you're a good sort, and he isn't. So logic dictates. You could also argue he's the bad influence upon me. I have yet to observe proof of that. Observation sees only the external. People tend to rot inside long before it is visible in their manner. And in Colchester? His manner has yet to reflect his heart. I do hope you're right. For Worsley's sake. Maudlin Series 2, Episode 11. Featuring the voice talent of Mark Kalita as Percy Atherton. It appears as though I had the last word. Peter Franson as John Westbrook. Wait a moment, I wasn't in this. Not again. David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. At least you didn't nearly drown. David Drage as Modern President George Gordon. <laughs> who is apparently allergic to dogs. Stephen J. Cohen as Walter DeBerg. Perhaps you ought to do its credit, so the president can recover. It? It? I meant no disrespect, madam. Alexa Chipman as Pavgoa too. <laughs> April Sadowski as Gil Deptis. I protect all animals, even small, yippy, irritating little. Matthew Weller as Kaigeeli Depgis. That makes at least one person who can pronounce my name. You think yours is bad? Laura Frechette as Ice Spirit. I'm freezing. What? That was funny. Uh -huh. Stevie K. Farnaby as Forest Fire. Why am I a coastal power? Those silly, stunted small shrubs aren't worth the trouble. Don't look at me. I didn't write this myth. Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced, engineered, and co-directed by Stevie K. Farnaby. Music by Spare Parts at bfv.com slash spareparts. And also from Avalon Rising at avalonrising.com. Please visit their websites to purchase the entire albums and support these independent artists. Remember, brokensea.com is your address for more behind the scenes of Maudlin and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Maudlin College, and is for entertainment purposes only. Released in 2009. What's more important in this world than your life and the lives of your loved ones? Here at Gypsy Cove Miracle Hospital, our staff of medical professionals work around the clock to bring you the very best in personal health care. Since our town was founded, 
Generations of people from not only Gypsy Cove, but also neighboring townships have been both born and treated here. We're more than just a place for healing. Gypsy's Cove, a small town with big secrets, where good and evil meet in the unlikeliest of places, and where the fate of the world may ultimately be decided. Coming soon to Podcast 2010, only at gypsyaudio.org. <laughs>